0: hey this is rob and that's micaiah and you are listening to one of our favorite episodes of you forgot one today we are battling it out once again one of our favorite bands of all time wilco is their best album yankee hotel foxtrot or the live compilation kicking television Tell us about Yankee Hotel Foxtrot.
1: All right. So, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, um, for me, I think it's the the best album of the 2000s. I really do. Um, In fact, Pitchfork named it number four of the 2000s, Paste named it number two of the 2000s, and on these top 500 lists that we've been referring to all the time, uh, Enemy in 2013 had it at 458. And on the Rolling Stone list in 2012, they had it at 493 out of 500. In the 2020 revision, it made it all the way up to 225. Jeff Tweedy of Wilco, coming off of Summer Teeth, uh, forms kind of a side project with uh, like an experimental musician, uh, Jim O'Rourke, and drummer Glenn Kochi and they do this band called Loose Fur where it's much more experimental and they record an album that doesn't come out until 2003 of just some uh, much stranger music that you wouldn't hear on a Wilco record. But that's the kind of energy that he's bringing to the Yankee Hotel Foxtrot sessions and that combined with his his co-writer and a person who is was in fellow multi-instrumentalist, and the person who's actually engineering and producing the album as well, Jay Bennett. So they're working together, and so this stuff, the, these these weird sound textures end up getting integrated into what used to be an alt-country band. All right. So what's happening is this really sonically interesting folk music that's having these really innovative soundscapes over these folk songs with these impressionistic lyrics creating just... I think it's uh you know, a, just a seminal work of indie music of the 21st century, uh, a pretty landmark album. It, so, yeah, so I, I think it's great, and not not only, you know, is it it's a great album, but there's a lot of it's a very storied album in, in, in rock and roll history. The band creates this this masterwork. They turn it into reprise. The label drops them within like 24 hours of hearing it. And so they and then eventually and then well they have this record it's and the, oddly Reprise lets them keep the record. And they just release it online. And people are hearing it and they're and they're hearing it a week after 9/11, which is important to how this album is being received. It's an album cover that has two towers, two identical towers on the top are on the cover and it has songs like Ashes of American Flags, Jesus, etc. Okay, this come is it's all I mean it's not anticipating 9-11, of course it's not a response to 9-11, but people will think about it in those terms still today. All right. And for a lot of people, you know, it probably helped them a great deal, people who were hearing the record like around that time. All right. So you can't separate it entirely. So not only did they drop by the label, but they are then picked up by none such which is also owned by Warner Brothers. So uh, the joke uh, of it is that Warner Brothers hated so much they paid for it twice, right? And not only that, they lose Jay Bennett, right? The the one of the guys who was instrumental in creating this album. So part is so the band members leave, the band gets dropped by a label, and yet it's this great masterwork. And um, for anyone who's interested in any of that, there is a documentary that just happened to capture all of it, or at least most of it. Uh, so, and it's called I'm Trying to Break Your Heart. Uh, they came out in 2002, just a couple months after the physical release of the album. Yeah, so all these things, these stories, these songs, all this stuff just kind of makes it a, a quintessential work of 21st century rock music, from who I think to be the last great American rock band and my, my favorite band to make music since I've been alive. That's how I think of Woken. So I, I love
0: this band. So Kicking Television doesn't have any of that storied history behind it. And a big part of the reason that Micaiah has listed Yankee Hotel Foxtrot in his list and that I have named Kicking Television in mine, has to do with our methodology. So if you'll go back with us episode number one will remind you of our methodologies that for Micaiah, it was really trying to figure out what are the albums that he would be offended if they were not on a list of the top 50 albums. And for me, I took the methodology of if I lost my vinyl collection in a fire and I was going to replace that collection with 50 albums, what would be the 50 albums that I would purchase? And so for me, a big reason that I love Kicking Television so much is Kicking Television plays like a greatest hits album for one of the truly great bands of the last 30 years. Wilco is without a doubt a phenomenal band. And Yankee Hotel Foxtrot might be their greatest studio album. But you have a perfect run of Being There, Summer Teeth, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, and even A Ghost is Born. And I would even go so far as to say that those four albums, the music on those four albums, the way that it is performed on kicking television elevates nearly all of it, but especially the album that dominates dominates kicking television, A Ghost is Born, every live version of a ghost is born song is better on kicking television than it is on the studio album. And there's a big reason for that because when, by the time kicking television comes out, there's a lot that has happened at the end of the recording process for Yankee hotel, Foxtrot, Jay Bennett has left Wilco. They are essentially without a second, without a third guitar player and without a kind of co-collaborator, a lead co-collaborator to work with Jeff Tweedy. And so A Ghost is Born is not only an album that is recorded essentially as, as, a, as a quartet, but this is an album that is recorded while Jeff Tweedy is also going through uh, an addiction to painkillers. He is also dealing with uh, increasing migraine problems that are that are really impacting his life. And then he's also dealing with a increasing uh, bout of personal anxiety. And so you hear all of that. There's a way that Ghost is A Ghost is Born is written where you hear all of that. But it also makes it a very dark album. And so after the album comes out, Wilco is finally a different band. Jeff Tweedy gets healthy. He gets the help that he needs. Nels Klein, a an incredible jazz and prog rock guitar player joins Wilco and provides them a third guitar player in the band. And when they get together and record kicking television, you hear what, what plays like the greatest hits of this great band, but, but what plays like the greatest hits for a band that seems to be enjoying playing music again for the first time in a long, long time. And so for me, if you're only going to have one Wilco album in your list, I think kicking television should be it because ultimately kicking television gives you the best of all four of these great Wilco albums. And so like any episode that we've done where Makai and I disagree, we have to bring a guest on to help settle the debate. And so we thought there would be no one better than the co-host of Alpha Bravo Charlie which is the Alphabetical Wilco song-by-song podcast. So you can hear there are many, many episodes where they go in alphabetical order through every single Wilco song. And so we brought our co-host Kevin Neal on to help settle this debate between us about what should be our inclusion for a Wilco album on our Season 1 list of those first 25 greatest albums. And so we're going to take a break and come right back. We're going to let you hear from our sponsor. And we're also going to let you hear from our independent record store of the week, Chicago, Illinois' own Reckless Records with three locations all around the Windy City. So we're going to let you hear from Reckless Records and from today's sponsor. And then we will be back with our guest, Kevin Neal. Hey, this is Rob and I'm so excited to tell you about our independent record store of the week. This week in light of Wilco's Chicago Home, we are highlighting Chicago Illinois' own Reckless Records. Reckless Records has 3 locations in the city. It in Lakeview at 929 West Belmont, in Wicker Park at 1379 North Milwaukee Ave, or in the Loop. At 26 East Madison. All three stores are open seven days a week from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And of course, if you want to support Reckless Records, you can do so online by visiting www.reckless.com. That's Reckless, R-E-C-K-L-E-S-S, Reckless Records. You're gonna be glad that you did, and we encourage you to go support Wilco. Purchase one of their albums on vinyl from Reckless Records today. Well, tell us a little bit about the podcast. You are the co-host of Alpha Bravo Charlie, which is essentially a a song by song podcast about Wilco going through their songs in alphabetical order where did that idea come from what was the impetus of that i mean just tell us about the podcast
2: so yeah we do one episode one song per episode usually they're about in in theory they're 20 minutes but we like to banter beforehand. Uh, and a lot of times they end up being 30 minutes or 40 minutes. Um, uh, but yeah, one song per episode. Uh, so short little episodes on uh, each on one song chronologically, or we go through alphabetically, not chronologically. So uh, a magazine called Sunset was one of the first songs. And then you'd have to wait a few weeks for Ashes of American Flags. And the last episode will do, will be um, uh, you satellite uh, and then you never know will be the one before that. Uh, so yeah, we go through alphabetically. I, and I ho- host it with my buddy, Jason. Uh, Jason lives in the States. Um, I've known him for a couple of years, just through Instagram, not even through music. We both have basset hounds. And I started following him because he was and he started following me. And then we saw, we both like the same sort of music and we would exchange a few messages and we met at Solid Sound in 2019 very briefly because I was like, oh, that guy from Instagram is at the same festival. And I shot a message and we said hi. And it was a little awkward because it's like, hey, stranger guy I met on the Internet.
0: Uh,
2: <laughs> um, but he, he was nice. And, uh, um, and then later then this past summer, 2020, he sent me a message and he said with a, a podcast for I believe it was um, Arcade Fire. And they have Arcade Fire, like Sings the Alphabet, where the same idea, they do an alphabetical order. We definitely did not start the alphabetical Wilco one, because there's a Fugazi one, there's a Bruce Springsteen one. Um, but Jason sent it to me, he's like, someone should do this with Wilco. And then I responded, we should do this with Wilco. So there, there's going to be 200 episodes total. because um, uh, We've we're, we've capped it off. The band has since released a few new songs off the Summer Teeth Deluxe version. Um uh, but we, we have to put a stop somewhere. Uh, so 200 episodes, uh, everything up to uh, the uh, Tell Your Friends single that came out last summer.
0: How did you get into Wilco? I mean, so obviously, like, you know, he brings it and you're going, man, we should do it. We should do this, this podcast. Obviously, you don't say that about a band you're not crazy about. So how did you get into Wilco? Uh,
2: I can't really remember. I, I know I was in grade 12. And I know the, I was getting into like, I had gone through like a lot of Gen Xers and millennials. You go through, like you discover uh, Nirvana and you discover Weezer and you discover the Beatles and Pixies. And you go through that, like, at least for for me and a lot of people I know, you go through that sort of lineage of bands. Um, And eventually I discovered, oh, I really like acoustic music. Like I, I, you know, my bro- older brother loves ACDC and he's trying to tell me I need to rock out hard and all that stuff and then meanwhile I like find Elliot Smith and I'm like this speaks to me in a way nobody else has ever spoke to me um, so I was trying to find that sort of stuff so I know I heard an mp3 of War on War it's a War on War, it's
3: a war, on war.
2: I remember like showing my friends in a computer lab at high school, like listen to the song and, and nobody cared as much as me. Uh, so it's definitely like illegal MP3s. Don't throw me in jail. Um, I don't, but I don't know. Yeah, I what's wish the statute I
1: could... of limitations on that? Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> I will. I've bought the CDs and I bought the vinyl records. So I think I have, um, and I've seen the band 13 times or at least Jeff solo or the band 13 times, something like that. So at, at this point I've, I've, I've paid my fair share of, Like, I I knew, I definitely remember, like, hearing of them. And it's 2004, so um, they had just released A Ghost is Born. Yankee Hotel Foxtrot was only a few years before that. Uh, So they were definitely, like, a a hot band. And I was trying to, and I was actively seeking, like, indie music because I wanted to be, I was always always the passionate music nerd. So I wanted to be, like, that person that, like, exposed other people to, like, these obscure bands that they never really heard of.
0: So as, hmm. as, as a Canadian, when you listen to Wilco, do you, like, do you hear them as as kind of a prototypical American band or is that something that doesn't kind of come to your mind at all?
2: Not really because I'm used to listening so much like American uh, music in general and same with British music. A British maybe feels a little bit more British because they, they have the accents whereas like for the most part, Americans sound like us. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, maybe if you're from the Deep South, you might, might, might maybe sound a little different, but like as a, as a Vancouverite, I, I sound probably the same as someone from Seattle, right? Um, I might say A every once in a while, but besides that, I, I so I don't, I don't really think about that with, Amer- with Wilco, when I listen to them, if I try to put a location on it, they sound very Chicago to me. When I think of Chicago, I think of Wilco.
1: I mean, we're looking at their two most Chicago albums too. Arguably with Well looking at the cover of Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, Kicking Television's Live in Chicago, these are the kind of the two albums that are very much like we're a Chicago band.
0: And there and there is even even in the place where they work and record, it, it, it the the loft very much feels as weird as it is to say, like it feels like a group of people who are taking the idea of creating music, of writing and creating music almost like a blue collar job like it it very much feels like a sense of like oh these these guys are putting their hours in like they're they're showing up and going to work Mm -hmm. and 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 so it yeah it feels very much that it's befitting of the city for sure so tell us about your first experience hearing yankee hotel foxtrot yeah when did you stop just like collecting
1: mp3s illegally and put together the whole Object.
0: By
2: the time I got to college in 2000 or uh, early 2006, I was totally knee deep into the into Wilco. They were my favorite band. um So it was somewhere in that late 2004, early 2005. It was I, I would have heard the album, but it was the movie that did it for me. Mm. It was uh, uh, I'm trying to break your heart. It, it, the Yankee Hotel Fox art is one of my favorite albums of all time, but the movie is one of the best rock documentaries of all time. And but when you watch it as an eighteen-year-old, I don't care about. I didn't care about the fact that like you see Jeff's disintegration with his his closest musical partnership, that relationship disintegrate. You see the record label um, shoot down um, Jeff's like best piece of artwork because it doesn't have or best creative output he's ever done everything in his career from uncle Tupelo to early wilco to summer teeth everything led to that album and they just reject it like at that when i'm 18 that didn't discourage me and so i went to school for music production because i was so inspired by that movie now i watch that movie as like so, as an adult who's had a job who's had like friendships fall apart and who's like um had you know had frustrating experiences with uh co-workers and 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 my employers and and stuff like that as everyone does now I watch that movie and it's it's a terrible experience and I can't and I wouldn't blame Jeff if he wanted to like walk away from it from there it was buying all the albums on CD and then um shortly after there mp3 players came out and but I remember like definitely there's a period when I was living in Vancouver and I was going to school um and I'd have to take a, a bus a train and a bus so it was about an hour and a half commute each way because uh, the public transit system in Vancouver is atrocious. And I, I would listen to Yankee, Phil Fox Rot, and a ghost is born in summer teeth and being there. Uh, and then eventually sky blue sky. Cause that came out when I was in college and listen to those records over and over and over again. And like, I remember like listening on my headphones and to Jesus, etc. cetera, building shake. And just like, looking up at the skyscrapers, someone from from a small town and just being like, yeah, this is like, this uh, music feels sophisticated to me as like an 18, 19 year old? And like, I, I built such a connection with it. Um, so yeah, it was really that album, um, but also large part. Thanks to that movie.
0: I I saw, I'm trying to break your heart. I saw it. They basically did a screening in I was uh, in film school at the time. And so they did a screening of the documentary at like this small art house theater in Orlando. I went to it and saw that and then basically stopped by a, a record store. Mackay and I had both spent significant time at Park Avenue CDs and bought a copy of, uh, and bought a copy of Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. And so that was kind of my introduction. So I think for, for, for you and I, we share this idea that it's hard for me to separate out the songs on Yankee Hotel Foxtrot from the from all that's going on in Jeff Tweedy's world mm-hmm. how all this is happening and so and so in many ways for me Yankee Hotel Foxtrot is is elevated as an album beyond the sum of its parts because of that because, because in it, of the
2: story is is so yeah is so great uh let me ask you this as a film guy how mad does it make you that Sam Jones just happened to reach out to Wilco and say, "Hey, can I <laughs> film something on you guys making your new album?" They didn't know that Jay was going to leave the band. That uh, uh, the thing that movie, the movie doesn't even capture everything. That's the thing. It's like the movie, if you had more of a budget, could have gone into Ken Coomer being replaced by Glenn Cochi. Because a lot of people don't realize the beginning of the movie. That's Glenn's first day in the band, um, and the movie doesn't just totally om- omits Jim O'Rourke's contributions to that album, um, but. He not only did he get the band making their definitive album, which that alone could have been great, um, he got the band when their creative partnership at that point, that had been the soul of the band, falls apart, and then the perfect encapsulation of like where the music industry was in 2001.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And he just like was, and he had never produced a movie before, he was a still photographer, um, and and like you can read his like a uh, production notes, like his production diary online. And, and, you know, he didn't really seem to know exactly what he was, he was doing the whole, whole process. He just like had the most insane luck as any filmmaker has ever had. Like I listen to that record and I see the movie. Yeah. Right. Um, probably because a lot of like you, I suspect, I heavily suspect that the first time I heard a lot of those songs was in that movie. Yeah. And then I heard the CD afterwards. Um, so, um, uh, definitely like the, and I, I, I remember buying this, the DVD and just being like, Oh, Wilco, like not even knowing anything about it Mm. and like, like just seeing it at, um, uh, HMV, which is, was a Canadian, um, uh, CD record store, uh, and just buying it on a whim and like that changed my life, but also exposed me to, um, my favorite band, which if maybe I just heard some of their, you know, if I heard being there, I probably be like, yeah, it was pretty good. And then not have fallen in love with the band.
1: Yeah. See, I have a different route. Cause I, I had loved the album for a few years before I saw the documentary. Cause then it was like streaming somewhere. So I, I listened to Yankee Hotel Fox for the first time in 2008 and I saw it the documentary, I'm trying to break your heart in 2011, around Christmas hmm. 2011. So, almost exactly three years after, and I didn't really know anything about the story of Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. It was just an album I loved for yeah. three years, and I saw that, and I was like, "Wait, what? Like, wait? They and, they they lost <laughs> this guy, Jay Bennett, who like co-wrote these songs, and like, and I was like, "Wait, what? They were dropped from their label for turning in the best album of the 21st century.
2: But you know what though? Like I think a lot of great albums also just have legends and stories attached to it too. Right. I mean it's why um, we love
1: Big Stars Third, like the the greatest album that never officially came out. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it was never like really officially really who knows what the track list for that album is you know there's four different cds albums whatever that you know with all different tracks or like
2: like beach boys um smile and and yeah stuff like that yeah yeah um, it just becomes you
1: know. this part of like rock and roll mythology
3: Cheer up something wrong with me my mind is filled with silvery stars honey kisses
0: You know, I, I, obviously, there's been much made about Jeff Tweedy's battles with uh, with addiction, and then I think that combined with um, his like anxiety disorder. Yeah, his, his yeah, his anxiety yeah. disorder. He's clearly he's clearly you his know,
1: migraine. Okay, so for our listeners who don't know, I, I'm sure anyone who's been listening this long is already a fan of Wilco potentially, but but Jeff Tweedy, the singer, has these these horrible migraines that force him to to throw up um, sometimes dozens of times, especially when he was younger to, to the point of hospitalization. Um, so also around the time he could to Fox Foxtrot, he has like a back injury. And the, so they put him on pain medication, which he had uh, alcohol problems prior. So he already has an addictive kind of behavior, but then getting on painkillers uh, started a, a point where he thought he was going to, to die. And kill mm-hmm. himself um, right after Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. In the documentary, you see him um, run to the restroom to throw up because of migraines. He explains some of this, which foreshadows so much of what happens in the on the record. A ghost is born. Yeah, that he made. where that he thought he was going to die in the making of that record.
2: But the 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 thing that you know, I always loved a ghost is born. But the thing that really hit me when when his autobiography came out and he's talking about he doesn't remember what a lot of those lyrics are about but he listens to it now and he realizes oh it's an album for his sons because he thought he was going to be he was going to die so it's for them to listen to when he's when they were older and that's what like hummingbird is remember to remember me um a, a, even the title a ghost is born um is And so that's like As soon as you hear that it's like oh my god Like I'm just You know I was just a dude who thought your records Were cool but now that like It has all this uh, emotional Heaviness yeah. Tied to yeah. it uh, and, and you start to see Jeff as a, as a human being And not just a songwriter um, That just makes it all the more Compelling
1: yeah. Jesus don't cry
3: You can rely on me, honey. You can combine anything you want. I'll be around. You write about the stars. Each one is a setting sun.
2: As much as I love Jay Bennett, you know, and Jay Bennett, um, extremely talented producer uh um maybe not uh, i don't know um you know there's not a lot of songs that jay wrote just by himself but definitely like he's one of those guys that you could put him with any great songwriter and he would make them better
1: Mm -hmm. right
2: he's uh um
1: it was really lovely in um jeff's book when he was talking about jay's death and he was just saying he he should have been playing with paul mccartney yeah, like that's how good he is. He he should have been yeah. like playing with ball. He shouldn't have.
2: Yeah, he. Uh, it, you know, and and if um you know it wasn't for his own issues, I suspect uh, yeah. he yeah. maybe he um you know a- any other band if you're a spoon or something like that um why wouldn't you grab uh, a, a healthy clean a Jay Bennett who's got his stuff figured out and and, and you know he's still making great music afterwards but something was going on there i we, i don't really want to speculate too much but um he just had that talent he could make anyone better um and if and, you know if he hadn't passed away i suspect he probably would have got eventually got into producing younger bands and and stuff like that and uh, um have a you know successful career in that sort of stuff but
3: Out of. Out of. Out of. All we have Our love. Our love is of God's money. Everyone is burning
2: sun. Uh, to me, kicking television is uh, um, that's it's the coming out party yeah. for the modern lineup of the band. Mm -hmm. um and and yeah maybe the records that they that you know at this point we have six albums i think by the modern lineup of the band um and and maybe they don't reach the heights of the previous lineups uh but as a live band they are second to none Mm -hmm. uh in my opinion at least you know i didn't see wilco with jay bennett i've heard a lot of recordings of the four-piece um wilco with uh after jay left the band um which is like very stripped down and jeff's mainly on guitar leroy uh, might play some guitar but he's doing most of the piano stuff and then just john and glenn uh that lineup is is awesome too but like this lineup is, is uh you know a, a powerhouse it's like nels klein's one of the best guitarists in my opinion of his generation glenn Cochi. Maybe's he's, is he's my favorite drummer since Levon Helm. Like he's just he's incredible. John. Nobody talks about John or Pat, but those guys are like incredibly underrated. Um, and then meanwhile, you got Jeff writing. You know, maybe Jeff's not the best guitarist. He's not the best singer, but he's writing such great songs. The
3: green sauce of all time. The green time. Can't hear it on the radio. Can't hear it anywhere you go. The best band will never get signed. Can't set star which by. So good you won't know. They never even play a show. Can't hear them on the radio.
0: I'm I'm with you. So, kicking television. I think the reason I love kicking television so much is it is this. Um, to to steal to steal the title of one of my favorite songs by Wilco, it, it it's a shot in the arm. Like there is something that you're hearing in kicking television, which is one you're you're hearing a healthy Jeff Tweedy, mm-hmm. um, for, for really for the first time in in at least his adult life. You have this moment between ghost is born and sky, blue sky with, uh, with kicking television where you're, you're not yet in the, in this kind of very mellow album, but Nels Klein coming in. And again, I'm, I'm with you like an embarrassment of riches at the guitar for this band, but watching the way Nels plays the guitar parts that Jay Bennett had previously played, um, the guitar parts on, on Ghost is Born that Jeff Tweedy originally wrote, but then watching Nels Klein, as he does for everything, put his own spin on all of those lines. Like when you watch the Sam Jones documentary, I'm Trying to Break Your Heart, and you watch the live performances, this is a great live band, but none of those live performances feel joyous. Like they, this very much feels like a band going to work kicking television you listen to these recordings and in for the first time in maybe 5 or 6 years it seems like this is a band really enjoying playing live yeah in in, in a way in a way that comes through so clearly on the recordings
3: build and call up to you Ooh. talk with a pure book beauty I curl my lips and call to you In your afternoon And I've been puking Oh, I am so slow Instead of crushing down. This shit, There's a combi in my back Going so slow, a steady crushing hand. Shit, there's a comedy in my mind.
2: Clearly, these guys like playing together, and you can tell there's like there's friendship there, right? Uh, maybe they're not, it's not like when you're 20 and you, you become best friends with someone. Like like when Jay and Jeff met, they were instantly like best friends for for everything. Now when you're in your 30s and you're making friends, it's, you know, a lot more about mutual respect, but you all have your own lives and your wife and your kids and, and whatever. Um, But when you do get together, it's um electricity. And I think you hear that. beginning of that on this live album of uh you know these guys um just getting to know each other for the most part you know michael was new to the band at that point Uh, glenn had only been in the band for a few years um and then Nels and pat were were brand new to the band so um it's exciting you can feel something in those recordings
1: Yeah, it's it, it does two things at the same time. Like it plays like a greatest hits album, but it's the first time that that lineup plays together, and we'll play together for. Uh, over a decade so it's like the first Wilco album but also the greatest hits Wilco album which I don't know of any kind of other live album or band that can like say that they have that like on record and on a record which makes it like a pretty special moment for for any band it just happens to be my favorite band so I yeah so I, I think I don't, I, don't, I don't think Rob is wrong for thinking that kicking television should be our Wilco pick for one of the greatest albums of all time. I think there's a valid point to be made there.
2: And 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 here's the
1: because
2: th- you you were talking a few moments ago about uh, a ghost is born being your favorite uh, Wilco album, and I, I love a ghost is born. I think you guys asked me to rank my favorite Wilco albums, and it's up there, um, but it's not. It will it'll never be top because this album does a bunch of those songs better and and yeah though the studio album has um jeff playing and jeff and it does a great job but at least that's what you said like those guitar parts are are awesome um but i didn't get spiders until i heard kicking television Mm -hmm. um and it's like oh okay like i thought spiders was just kind of too long and kind of boring and then you hear like uh, w- Wilco is definitely guilty of, um, sometimes doing the tempo too slow. Uh, I'm always in love from summer Keith, just a little bit too slow. Um, a bunch of songs on a ghost's are just a bit too slow. Mm. And then you hear them, the explosiveness of this lineup just suits those songs and they play them a bit quicker. And like a spiders is a, is probably a top 15 Wilco song for me. But not. But then you listen to the album cut, and it's like, oh my god, like, like it's still, it's fine. But it's, it, but once you know, you've heard it live, it's, it, it doesn't compare.
1: Well, the Kicking Television version also is great because, like, it, it transitions. I forget the song that comes before it, but they, there's like a wild soundscape that kind of happens, and then the bang, 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 comes yeah. in, and then the crowd is already like knows, like, oh, the next ten minutes are gonna be wild.
0: think i would have ever thought to to have put it as succinctly as you did but just talking about the idea that what you're hearing is really just just an increase in tempo but even a song like muzzle of bees which is is not a bad song on ghost is born like it sounds it sounds fun ghost is born but just that like 10 bpm speed increase that happens on the live version on kicking television makes that it, it's a different song that's yeah that, that's a it's a much more fun song on on kicking television than it is on ghost is born so i i wholeheartedly agree with you i think that ghost is born kicking television was my way into appreciating ghost is born
2: yeah what you miss
0: from the the live cuts is like what we were talking about
2: earlier about like just the sequencing on a ghost is born like it starts off with with a whisper when he's like i sat down on the bed next to you and like Album just like builds and builds and builds and then ends up in this like static and and but that and you're never going to do that in a concert right like that just doesn't translate um but I think in the individual performances for most of the songs because I think like eight or so of uh mo- the majority of a ghost is born is on kicking television
1: I I agree as a ghost is born person um even though handshake drugs I'm like I can take both versions because I I love what's on the Ghost of Born version. But what I really want to get into, though, is on the other hand, I don't think any of the Yankee Hotel Foxtrot songs are as good or better on kicking television than they are on the record. Not one.
2: Uh, yeah, Jesus, etc., maybe, Maybe, because uh, oh, I, really? I love that version, Jesus, etc., because it has Nell's Klein on lap steel. And I think it just sounds... Like, the, the steel guitar just sounds so nostalgic. But it, it's a different type of song. And you can't just take out the crowd noise and and take the recording of from Kiki Television and retroactively put it on Yankee Flo Fox. Right? Like, it wouldn't fit the vibe of that album. Mm-hmm. What's cool about Wilco Live is how the songs um, grow, right? How, how they they expand over the years, even after the record comes out. Uh, so for the context of Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, the version on that album is the best album is the best version for that album.
1: But think well this is what I love about Yankee Hotel Foxtrot though. It is a studio album. Mm-hmm. I mean this is this is kind of the moment because I mean, Summer Teeth is kind of a revolver moment. I mean it is like big studio pop songs, power pop really, this kind of you know Nick Lowe maybe. Uh, so I mean they're they're really kind of going for it and really going away from being there, and then Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. I don't know if it's their their Sergeant Pepper, their White Album. You know, it's really not analogous in any way. Um, but it, it is a a studio album. You know, there there are sounds that are on there that are made you know for the record and never to be recreated live. Some of them. Yeah. It's, just, it's just not. It's just not possible. To get it exactly how it is on that record, and and but that's that's what I think I, I love about that album. Why I think it's one of the great albums of all time is that it is it is purely a studio album.
2: They use the it's a cliche, but they use the studio as an instrument um, right. a lot of the time uh, in that, or they it, throughout the whole album. But the the production on that album is is it's not only is it my favorite collection of songs, it's my favorite. Production outside of probably since Revolver, right? Like Revolver is kind of the, the same uh, way, and and maybe there's some Radiohead albums too, but like it's just the production on that album is just they do things on there. There's sounds on there that are incredible, um, mm-hmm. and and yeah, maybe they they've nowadays have found a way to recreate it, but that wasn't the point. They weren't thinking about how we're going to do this live when they were like building those noise tracks.
1: Right. I think they were intentionally. To some degree, probably trying to create things that they could not do again live.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I think, so we were talking about Kicking Television in comparison to, or the Yankee Hotel Foxtrot songs on Kicking Television. Heavy Metal Drummer is the only one that sounds as good to me. And, and I think it's because Heavy Metal Drummer of all the songs on Yankee Hotel Foxtrot is the one that kind of stands alone as like, oh, here's the pop song on the album. Like this, this will be a song we can do live. Um, And and so it it feels very at home in, in kicking television, but I'm with you even, and I love the performance of ashes of American flags on kicking television, but Mm -hmm. it's not, it's just not as good. Like it doesn't have, it doesn't have the space that, that it has on Yankee hotel, Foxtrot, but I'm, I'm with you. I think it, I think it, it is, it is a perfect studio album.
1: Right. But But at least with heavy metal drummer, On kicking television, there's a joke to it again. Yeah. When the when the drum machine track or whatever they have, like the program drums don't they come in at the end instead of the beginning. You know, there's like, oh, of course it works at the end. You know, so even when it's just like, oh, that kind of makes the song better, this song that was already kind of a joke. Like like in Jeff's book, he's like, Yeah, I put heavy metal drummer on the Yankee There's a Fox Trot to remind myself not to take myself too seriously.
2: When uh, you guys messaged me about doing this, and uh, you said, Yankil to a Foxtrot, and then I'm thinking, oh, probably Summer Teeth are being there. And then no, Kicking Television. I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's an interesting choice. Um, And I'm going through the argument in my head. I think the best introduction you could possibly do for Wilco is Kicking
0: Television. That, uh, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. I, I, yeah. I was just saying, of if we had to do that, of the, of the studio, studio albums. albums. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but um, I'm yeah, I'm wholeheartedly with you. If if I'm if I'm sending a Spotify album to someone, that I'm sending Kicking Television. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, I, I, I I think that's a good choice.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, and one of you said it, it's like the uh, greatest hits album, um, uh, and that's sort of where I'm at with it. Is like, like it, it's it, it does lean a Ghost is Born heavy. Um, but it is at that point, it's like most of their best material. There's some great stuff on Summer Teeth that isn't there. Like when you're feeling old, um, and Pie Holden Sweet and stuff like that, that isn't on there. Um, but there she's is, genre. she's, yeah, there, there is, um, and even like a lot of like, uh, a Dreamer of My Dreams and, uh, a lot of my favorite stuff off being there. Uh, but it is a good snapshot of the band, of the band's catalog, um, up to, 2005
0: yeah and can we can can we agree i mean if we're going to talk about any song being elevated on kicking television i, I it, so much so i've gotten so used to the misunderstood on kicking television that i will skip over it now uh, on uh, being there like I, I i only want to
2: hear the live the being the, the being there album. version sounds so tame now and like it, it's I was listening. So I, 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 my goal today was to listen to all of kicking television. I, I didn't work was busier than I thought. And then I fell asleep on the couch shortly <laughs> before we recorded this. Uh, so I didn't get to listen to it all, but one, I did listen to misunderstood and that boom, 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 boom. boom like when he comes in, it's just massive. Like it, it's, and it, it's like even listen, how many times have I heard that song? I've probably heard that song 300 times now. Um, through various versions, and 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 I still get goosebumps when when Glenn comes in like that, uh, and you can feel the, there's not a lot of live recordings that so you can like feel the room,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: but you can feel the electricity in the room that that you can like if if you were sitting, I don't I don't know um, this particular venue if it's seated or standing, but if you were seated, you were absolutely standing uh, as soon as he comes in like that.
0: Yeah.
1: Here's what I'll say about Misunderstood on Kicking Television. It's the single greatest recorded Wilco song. Like, definitively. It's the best Wilco recording that we have. That Anyone, if you want to disagree with me, feel free. In my opinion, it's the best Wilco recording. When And look no further than just the nothings at the end. I mean, that Oh man, talk about just, yeah, man, this is, this is, this is a problem with my fiance and I, where I was, I had, I had kicking television on the turntable, got big speakers. I was just, especially for misunderstood. I was like, we're going for it.
0: Your neighbors hate you by the end of it.
1: Yeah. But I look at my fiance and she just has this look of just like, how many more times is he going to say this? And I, and I was just like, you'd be surprised. <laughs> it's longer than you think. <laughs> and, it, and it just, like, kept going. And, God, it's, just, it's the most, like, in the, when it ends, like, it's just, I mean, it, it, is, it is almost sexual. Like it, I mean, I, I mean it, it is nearly orgasmic if music can be that way. But, yeah, there, there is an intensity there that for like a mid-tempo dad rock band that you just don't expect. And they still do it live. When I got out of grad school, I was driving a 1999 Toyota Corolla, and I would listen to the live version of Misunderstood all the time going to and from work. And it was, I mean, the the best part of that time of my life. I was listening <laughs> to that song, working a shitty job, while having a master's degree. And I was just like, man, at least i got wilco
2: there's not a lot of songs that i can listen to that make me feel like i'm 1920 and like because you know what's that expression like you you are many people in your life or you, you know and and i'm not that person i was when i was 19 i was probably pretty arrogant and kind of a jerk uh and and was very entitled um but when i listen that like when you're back in your old neighbor and i'm not saying like this is an entitled song or or, but but i just like related to that song so hard i thought jeff was writing about me and he's probably writing about um much more um bigger stuff but like short on long-term goals uh there's a party there that we ought to go to if uh if you still like that was me when i was and so i listen that song now and it's like i could go back to that headspace uh, you know because somewhere inside of me is that version of myself and he comes out in that song
3: you're back in your old neighborhood the silver routes taste so good but you're so misunderstood you're so misunderstood there's something there that you can't find you look honest when you're telling a lie you heard her but you don't know why you love her but you don't know why
0: but i wonder for the sake of of our conversation and in and really, kind of the point of of having you on is to really help settle this debate for us between is is Wilco's is the is Wilco's best work, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, or is it Kicking Television? this, this, this incredible live album. And so as, as a way of answering that question, here's, here's how I want us to do it. If, if you're willing to go along with this. So we're going to start with Makai. We'll go Makai and then me, and then Kevin, we're going to ask you to, to finish it out for us. Let's go from 12 up to one. If you include kicking television with the 11 studio albums, and then rank them. And I, and and we're not, let's throw out greatest here. Let's throw out, you know, here's, you know, here's the greatest piece of art, your favorite, your favorite from, from 12 to number one, your favorite. So you're taking the 11 studio albums and you're going to include kicking television in that list. Where does it, where does it then rank? So Makai, let's start with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready to go. I think about this all the time anyway, even when we're doing other artists for the week, I'm still thinking about this question anyway. Cause this, this is my favorite band. This is, you know, so like I'm, I'm just always thinking about Wilco. I'm always listening about Wilco, you know? Uh, yeah. So I'm, I am prepared. All right. Number 12, Wilco, the album. But if I'm honest, it's tied with number 11, the whole love. All right. If, if, if I'm being, and I think every Wilco fan is in that boat. Um, I have a title Wilco the Album because it was the first one to come out since I was listening to Wilco. And my dad, who passed away recently, stole my Wilco the Album CD. And that's the most I've ever loved him because <laughs> we had a very complicated relationship. And he wasn't even living with me at the time, but he was visiting for my high school graduation and then stole my Wilco the Album CD. Uh, 10, which gets me in trouble with some people, AM. Number nine. Sky Blue Sky. Uh, Sky Blue Sky at number nine while acknowledging Impossible Germany, a top five, top ten Wilco song. All right, so eight, Star Wars. Seven, Schmilko. Six, Ode to Joy. So now I would be Being There. Well, what I maybe mean, what's there to say about being there? Uh, four, Summer Teeth, which rules the new box set it is incredible, but my number three is kicking television and then number two a ghost is born which has always been in competition with my number one which is yankee hotel foxtrot so of course my top three are that run right yankee hotel foxtrot ghost is born kicking tell i mean there, there's just a narrative there a jeff Tweedy wilco narrative that just it's just the sweet spy you can very easily break these 12 into thirds to get a pretty good like three or four periods of this band. And that three album run is, is just everything I love about this band.
0: So for me, my 12, number 12 is going to be Whole Love. And you talked about there being a, a great album in there. I, I think there's probably a great EP in there. <laughs> I, 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 um, it's look one of my one of my all-time favorite bands um, th- this this is a low point for them in my mind n- n- so yeah number twelve for me is is whole Love. number eleven would be Wilco the album ten for me is is Star Wars number nine am uh, number eight is Schmilko number seven a ghost is born number six sky blue sky which i I love. Uh, Number five, Ode to Joy, which again, I think is is their best album since early on in in their run. Um, I, I think Ode to Joy was, I was surprised just how good that album was when it came out. Number four is Being There. Number three, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. Number two, Summer Teeth. And number one, Kicking Television, in my opinion, the best live album a band has ever released
2: and so i'm settling this debate between the two of you so whatever between yankee hotel foxtrot and uh kicking television whichever one i rank higher than therefore wins this debate
0: we we are putting okay. we we are we are we are literally placing our podcast in one of our favorite bands in your hands
2: okay there's a lot of pressure um, I'm going to give you my list and then I'm going to explain why I went the way I went. Uh, I was laughing because there was a lot of similarity between our lists. Um, number 12 for me is Wilco, the album. I think it's just, it, it's a very complacent sounding record and it it's uh, not inspired. Um, uh, at least not as much as the other albums. But that also came in like when I was like the least interested in the band in general. So. I don't have that like nostalgic feelings for it. Um, Basically the same thing for number 11, which is the whole love uh, to a lesser degree. That's why it inches out. I think there is a good album in the whole love, but I put AM at number 10. Uh, I think AM is a really good album. Um, Number nine is Ode to Joy. I really like Ode to Joy. Um, I just like, I need to spend more time with it. It's like a a new friend that I know I'm going to be best friends with, but I just got to get to know it a little better. Um, so that's the one that'll probably rise in the years ahead. Um, number eight is Sky Blue Sky. Uh, number seven is Schmilko. The biggest objections I had to both of your lists was that you both kind of ranked Star Wars a little too low. Star Wars is, in my opinion, the modern Wilco's masterpiece. It's the one Wilco record that really gets close to the classic. So Star Wars is six. A Ghost is Born is five. Uh, and A Ghost is Born is the lowest of their classic albums just because Kicking Television paints those songs in a new light and does them um, objectively better just by speeding up some of the tempos and just having, you know, that, that augmented lineup. Uh, number four is Kicking Television. Number three is Summer Teeth. Um, number two is Being There. And number one is Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. So the mm-hmm. reason... I and honestly like I didn't really know where to put kicking television on this list. And this is just me. Jeff never wrote for kicking television, right? He never sat down and was like, Yeah, I'm writing my next record. It's gotta be a live album. You know, you could have a live album in here if it was original songs, like uh Jace Molina, if you guys know Songs Ohio. Uh, he is an album that's like mostly original material that's live and it's phenomenal. Uh Neil Young has like Time Fades Away, uh, a couple other I think REM has a record too that's like mostly live, but you wouldn't really know it.
1: New Adventures in Hi-Fi.
2: So, like, I'm totally like, if an an album is a a live album, sure. But the reason it doesn't get it, I can't within my heart call it the best Wilco album, is because there is it just doesn't have its own original material. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, on paper, objectively, yes, it is the best collection of of Wilco music. But like you said earlier Makai, it's a, it's a kind of a greatest hits compilation. Like, so if I was to rank an album on, in terms of, you know, production, uh, which, you know, production is, is, yeah, I love how Yankee Hotel Foxtrot and um, Schmilko, you know, sort of use the studio, but I also like how Sky Blue Sky, you can hear that album and you can hear them. It's warm. You can hear them. It's mostly live in studio, So you can hear them like looking at each other, like that translates into the quality of the music. And so Kicking Television absolutely has that um, in spades. So production, it's fine. But in terms of songwriting, I can't give it an A on songwriting because it doesn't have its own uh, original material.
0: So so I will say this, and, and Kevin, just in full disclosure, almost immediately as soon as Makai and I put our list together at the start of the season, I immediately said, hey, we don't need to make this a, a competition episode. Like, let's just make it around yankee hotel foxtrot because again i have no problem with with us saying hey yankee hotel foxtrot is the wilco album we're going to include because look it is their greatest album if there's if there's a wilco album that we're going to put high up on a list it it better be yankee hotel foxtrot and and again for me it's impossible for me to separate it from from the documentary so if if we take wilco out of the equation Give us, give us your five favorite, or what you think are the five greatest albums of all time, non non Wilco albums. What are, okay. what, are, what is your so take? five greatest list, albums of all time? And I, I just don't be mad. It's ten. Okay,
2: um, that's good. That's even uh, better for us. And Yankee Hotel Foxtrot is in it, and it would be number two. But okay. I'll take that out.
0: No, no, you, uh, and, well, if it's just that one, leave it in. Leave okay, it in. Let's, okay, let's Yeah, I, I
2: try to, again, I put rules in. So I try to put in just like one album from each artist. So number 10 is Kid A by Radiohead. Okay. Uh, number nine is Iron and Wine, uh, The Creek Drink the Cradle, uh, his first album, which is like one of my favorite Americana albums of all time. It's like four track recorded and like, it's just a, a great collection of songs. Um, when I think of the American South, that's what I think of. Is like, besides, you know, um, Racism. some of the political issues uh, is, but like the romantic idea of it is like wilderness and like acoustic guitars and guys with huge beards whispering beautiful songs. Um, <laughs> He's so that, from my hometown. Uh, 10, uh, 9, so this would be 8, would be uh, Blood on the Tracks by Bob Dylan. At a oh, certain yeah. point in my life, um, would have been Blonde on Blonde. Mm -hmm. But as I get older, I appreciate Blonde on Blonde a little less and Blood on the Tracks a little more. Seven would be, oh, shit, this might be a top nine. I'm sorry, guys. Hold on one sec. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. This is a top nine. I don't know how to count. They don't teach us counting in Canada. Okay. I always suspected. (laughs) Number nine is Kid A. Number eight is The Creek Drink, The Cradle. Number seven is Blood on the Tracks. Number six is On the Beach by Neil Young all right It's just it there's so many great neil young records but like that one just has a whole vibe to it uh so number five would be uh a canadian band you guys don't know but i, I will champion them to the from to everyone is a band uh called sloan uh and the album is one chord to another it is the best non-beatles beetle album Uh, it sort of sounds like the Beatles, you'll ever find, it's from the mid-90s, half that song was huge hits in Canada, but, like, they're an indie band in the States. Number four would be Elliot Smith XO. Uh, because I think Elliot Smith is just as good as an arranger as he is a songwriter. Uh, and that album was his first time you really got to appreciate both. Uh, because it was the first like non-home recording studio album. Um, number three is Beck Sea Change. So at one point I was a sad boy, and that album uh uh spoke to me. Uh and then number two, uh, spoilers, Yankee
0: with Bill Fox Rock. Right? number 1 is uh, revolver by the, uh beatles. I'm I'm behind this list. Well, our last question then Kevin, how can our listeners follow you? How can they know what's going on with you? Tell us where they can hear the podcast.
2: Uh so the podcast? Well, if you want to follow me, I'm on Instagram at kevinvinyl. Uh the podcast, I uh, just go to abcwilco.com or go on to Apple Music or spotify and search alpha bravo charlie um if that doesn't pop anything up write in the word wilco as well and then that should uh, pop up because we are the
0: the number one alphabetical wilco podcast in the world well kevin we want to thank you so much for being on the podcast um it's been such a treat and uh i can't think of a better guest to have had on to talk about one of our favorite bands and we want to encourage our listeners uh you want to go check out alpha bravo charlie yes alpha Bravo. in my mind hey, alphabetical like, alpha, wilco alpha bravo alpha, charlie yeah. alpha bravo charlie or find them on abc a... abc wilco.com there you go
1: and at abc wilco on instagram and yeah
0: yeah yeah excellent. makes sense this was a ton of fun
2: excellent
1: Yeah, man, thanks, right, for, man. thanks for joining us cool. have a good night Rob, I'm going to be honest. There was a moment when I thought Kevin was going to go in favor of kicking television. And there was a moment where I wanted him to. I kind of wanted for the podcast to be shaken up a little bit. I kind of wanted to have another album that was unconventional, and not on the Rolling Stone list, you know. And, and and I think he makes great points about why Yankee Hotel Foxtrot should be on there. They are similar to my views. It is my pick, but I, I was kind of looking forward to a uh, kind of uh, you know a little a little shakeup. Uh, but so it's on one hand I'm like, all right, you took my side, um, and I already anticipated you conceding um, anyway. So, yeah, I don't know. There's a point where I think I wanted it to be
0: kicking television that made our list. What what do you think? It's funny that you say that because I found myself, through most of our conversation, really feeling bad that Yankee Hotel Foxtrot wasn't my pick. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Because, (laughs) now, again, because it goes into this idea of there are artists that we've included in in look there so think about Chuck Berry you know like we've we've both included the Great Twenty like we're we're gonna have a Chuck Berry episode this this season that'll be a greatest hits it'll it'll be a greatest hits album yeah um there are albums that I've included this year that are greatest hits albums we have you know for our listeners we have both already put together our season two list so that we could begin the process of planning for season two. Mm-hmm. And you and I both have a significant number of greatest hits albums, or I, I certainly do of greatest hits albums.
1: I, I have um, at least one live album.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we we have live albums and greatest hits albums. And so it, it's, it's not out of the norm or out of the question that we would have a greatest hits album or a live album, but I, I feel an affinity to the album as, as a, piece of art the album as as a thing unto itself but for an artist for a band that is of the album or in the aftermath of the album generation so anything anything let's say like 73 to 77 on it is hard to imagine doing a a live album or a Greatest Hits album ahead of their best studio work. Mm. And without a doubt, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot is Wilco's greatest studio work. And in like all great albums, part of the reason that we see it as the greatest album can't be separated. So we can't separate it from the documentary made about it. We can't separate it from the fact that it came out at a time that it seemed to be the perfect album for post 9-11 America written by maybe the most American band. I mean, it, Wilco Wilco is an American band in the way that the Strokes are not an American band.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you wouldn't, you would never mistake them from being from somewhere else. Yeah. Like you, like you can the Strokes.
0: Yeah. That's, that, that that would be a better way of saying that. Yeah. Cause, cause please, please don't read into that. Anything, anything more than just they they sound
1: yeah no wilco is unmistakably american
0: yeah and all of that plays into the way that we see yankee hotel foxtrot but at the end of the day start to finish this is just a great album and i have no problem whatsoever um conceding conceding this one um now again if if we were going to hand anyone a Wilco album and say, here is one of the greatest bands of the last 40 years, you would hand them kicking television. But their best album is Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. And I'm I'm okay with that. So so I think we need to to be okay to say, hey, this is their best work and so it's what it's what we're including. Um and look, maybe maybe the shakeup for us is that we even had considered an argument for something else.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's. I mean, let's look at Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, okay? Like, there's not a bad song on it, okay? I mean, like this. I mean, I think, like the most flawless album. Like, I, I made a case for Low in Theory being like one of our most like flawless like track for track albums. Transatlanticism, which we literally went for track for track, and and then I would put this one up there as well. It's just like this is track for track, a flawless album. Mm -hmm. Even though we're going to have albums that rank higher than this one with songs, I'm like, "Uh, no, that one doesn't have to be on there. Right. This one, like it just, it's just, it's just flawless when it comes to the songs. I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, it has one of the best opening songs Mm -hmm. of any album that that we have covered and will cover. I'm trying to break
0: your heart. In one of the greatest albums closers, how great of a closer is reservations?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, completely agree. I mean and I mean just and just that run in the middle of the album. All mm-hmm. right. So no one ever talks about how good the middle of an album is except for us on the Transatlantic episode. But um that Jesus Etc. into Ashes of American Flags into Heavy Metal Drummer into I'm the Man Who Loves You. Just like what a what a cool middle of an album, but then <laughs> you start to play that game you're like well, well look at what comes just before that and right after that and you're like oh yeah, yeah all in, of these in, tracks are in, perfect
0: into Pot Kettle Black into poor places like
1: into reservations
0: right and before yeah.
1: that right is War on War
0: mm-hmm. In right? Camera
1: and, and Radio Care so it's just like oh and then I'm trying it's just like oh no matter which way you're looking at this or which way you're spinning it this this is a masterpiece of an album it really. The, is. And I, I love the album. This is one of the most iconic album covers of the 21st century. Like that kind of minimalist, kind of you know, just like that that like, that like tan kind of color. The buildings from Chicago, the the typeface, just the top left. Corner. I mean, it's just like there's something about it that I just I'm I'm, I'm really really drawn to it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can't. I mean, I have to admit that the 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 impulse to want to have kicking television on there is because I know we would never get a ghost is born on here. And mm-hmm. the closest I can come to getting a ghost is born on there is getting kicking television on there once you put it on your list. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to have, you know, like at least this, what you said and, and handshake drugs. Like I wanted those songs and I wanted Nels Shredding a Spider's Kid Smoke, you know it's like I want to represent how great that album is and how great that moment is for the band the that that three album run of yankee hotel fox track ghost is born kicking television right if you're going to make the wilco movie that's your narrative arc right there you know so and to to have it like in the songs in key life like this is the culmination of this perfect period right mm-hmm. kicking television is very much the culmination of like this period of wilco which is my my favorite Mm-hmm. And I, I think everyone probably agreed the best, unless someone wants to make AM being their summer teeth, which you're right to do. So that's another terrific run.
0: So, yeah, I yeah. would consider being there. Like, I think the perfect run for Wilco is being their summer teeth. Yankee Hotel, Foxtrot, Ghost is Born, Kicking Television. And then Kicking Television is the the kind of per- perfect mm-hmm. summary celebration of the four albums. So, Micaiah. We both know uh, this album's absolutely deserving of being on our list. We don't even need to question it. So, listener, um, we're going to end the podcast a little differently today. Uh, You know what to do if you've been listening to us thus far. You can stay in touch with us on Instagram at YouForgotOne, on Twitter at YouForgotOnePod, on our website at YouForgotOne.com. But, Makai, let's end the podcast this way. Since we're Damn. ending talking Yankee Hotel Foxtrot as the album going on our list, mm-hmm. give me your three favorite tracks from Yankee Hotel Foxtrot.
1: Okay. okay, Yeah, we haven't done this in a long time. I, I'm Trying to Break Your Heart. Absolutely one of my favorite songs of all time. Jesus, Etc. Mm-hmm. Is on there and uh this is kind of a silly pick but i want to give a a silly reason for putting it on there too um i'm the man who loves you uh because since i've listened to that song i think i've put it on a mix cd for every girl i've had a crush on
0: so again i I, man there's there's not a bad track on on yankee hotel fox it is it is a flawless album but for me yeah i'm gonna go ashes of american flag poor places and radio cure
1: Oh, man, I love Radio Cure. I was going to say that, but I wanted to tell my silly story about I'm the man who loves you.
0: Yeah. I love Radio Cure, man. Distance has a way of making love understandable. Can't beat it. And then Poor Places. Um, Poor Places is probably the song on Yankee Hotel Foxtrot that, um, that I play the most. Um, I saw... I saw the Punch Brothers in concert do Poor Places. As, so this is, you know, a, a bluegrass quintet doing doing Poor Places, and it was phenomenal. And so I remember going home and trying to learn it on the mandolin and not being able to play it nearly as well as Chris Thiele, shock of all shocks. And so my daughter has a ukulele and so i started playing it on my daughter's ukulele and it's it's still like if i pick up ukulele anywhere i will start playing poor places um and just start singing i I love love that song so yeah that's that's how we're going to end it favorite three songs from yankee hotel foxtrot listener you need to go and listen to this album and we will see you next week
3: is mine.